Check out We Are Calvin football podcast in association with McAvoy's Super Value, Virginia. Real food, real people. Try Super Value's own range in store today. Quality products at one third the price of branded labels. McAvoy Super Value, Virginia. Supporting local. We are Cavan Podcast. Because Cavan's not just a place, it's a people. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the McAvoy Super Value GA podcast brought to you by We Are Cavan. On today's show, we're going to be looking back over a busy weekend in the Hotel Kilmore Senior Championship. Well, maybe not a busy weekend, but a very, very important weekend. It was the semi-finals. We now know who's going to contest the final on October 13th, I believe is the date. We're also going to have a quick look back over Cavan ladies. Um, the club champions were out in Ulster over the last couple of weeks um, and not, not a great run, but delighted to be joined by Paul Fitzpatrick, sports editor of the Anglo-Celt, um, who's suffering badly with a man flu, but 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 wore a path in such as your dedication to the podcast yet again. Yeah, you can hear it on me, Damien. I'm telling you. Yeah, I'm going to set up a GoFundMe. You're, 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 on, you're on last legs. Yeah, I don't think there's ever been a flu as bad as this one. No, it's one of the worst flus. Yeah. It, well, when was the Black Plague? That was... 16th was century. it as bad? It, it was more widespread, I suppose. It probably wasn't as strong, but it was kind of widespread. <laughs> I think so. I think so. Um, we'll, we'll start with the Cavan with the ladies because um, all three of the Cavan champions at junior, intermediate, and senior have um, have exited Ulster at the first hurdle. Um, <coughs> Muncher Connor Mount Nugent. They took on St Bridget's from Monaghan. They lost thirteen points to. Four goals and fifteen. Um, Gauna in the intermediate took on St Paul's from Antrim. They lost fourteen points to nine goals and twenty. And then Crushlaw, the senior champions, they took on St McCartans from Tyrone, and they lost three points to five twelve. They weren't just bet; they were well, well bet all three. That's a big surprise considering at inter county level, Cavan are are holding their own at the top at senior level and dominating it on the ridge. That is a, that's a mystery to me now. I I have no idea. Maybe it's because there's been such a rise in clubs in Cavan. Maybe there's now too many ladies clubs in Cavan. Maybe that could be something to do with it. Um, like, isn't there isn't there over thirty adult clubs? Yeah, um, yeah, actually. Maybe you, you I, could I, be on the. I can't, maybe I can't figure that out in. because that's this particularly that. Did you say Garner conceded nine goals? Yeah, nine twenty. Yeah, like that, like that, and Garner are a very good team to win the intermediate in yeah. Cavan. That's that does not make sense to me. So, be interesting to hear anyone's thoughts on that. Yeah, yeah, I, th- I think you may just have actually hit the nail on the head that that there's so many clubs. I'd love to compare because well, that's I've, I've, St. Bridget's in Monaghan. That's clearly an amalgamation. Yeah. So, you know, there's probably a couple of clubs in that. That would, might possibly explain that one. St. Malachy's is a, is that an amalgamation? The Toronto one. Is this or St. McCartan? Or St. McCartan, sorry. Yeah, it must be in Mac- There's no club. I don't think there's a single club called St. McCartan's in, in Tyrone that, that I'm I aware of. Not anyway. that I know of. And then uh, St. Paul's, I suppose. St. Paul's is their own. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. Like St. Paul's, you'd imagine, would be senior. But maybe they just happen to get relegated one bad year. And maybe. Like St. Paul's are one of the biggest clubs. In and I suppose, within context, and actually, I was just looking through my notes the other day. I must bring this back up because we're getting into that time of year. But. It's the positioning of your county champions within 
your county, as in for Cavan for years, our junior champions were the 30, 30th best team in Cavan. And they were coming up against in, in Monaghan, the 19th best yeah, team in yeah. Monaghan. So therefore, and maybe there's a bit of that at play, that Cavan's success is that we've massive numbers and we can feel a huge amount of clubs. Um, a bit like Dublin maybe in in senior or in, in, in the in the provincial competitions at intermediate and junior level and that they don't seem to to have an impact but it's because there's a lot a lot of senior clubs well, at one stage there Dublin had t- had 32 teams in senior they've cut that now in senior men's football and then they also had a, a grade below that it wasn't intermediate it was That's senior right. B or senior something senior B senior 2 or so, yeah, yeah which was effectively intermediate but the winners didn't go into the Leinster intermediate so like the the winners of the, t- the, the Dublin team that went into the Leinster intermediate might have been the 50th yeah yeah, um, right. And, and you could have been up against maybe the tenth or eleventh in some counties. So yeah, makes yeah. a difference. So it's I, interesting, but it's amazing. That's the beauty of the club championships. Like I, I go up to St Paul's a good bit for handball, and to think that St Paul's are playing Garna, you could not get two more different uh, parts of the country. Like yeah. you're talking about heavily urbanised area in West Belfast, and enclosed then, by two other pitches, two other clubs. That's right. And then then Garna, obviously country area. Um, yeah. Like it's it's a great contrast, but yeah, no, it's something that the current lady sport are going to have to look at. Yeah, or just even maybe there's nothing they can really do about it, you know, other than than maybe offer the explanation. Now, the, probably the disappointing one is that number one in Cavan is always number one, mm-hmm. and number one in Tyrone is always number one. And for Crush Law to be so well bet, I'm, I'm very surprised at that. I thought that Crush Law team now would 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 have an impact on that Ulster Championship. Yeah, yeah. Look at they, they look like a good, very good, exciting, attacking young team um, in Cavan, like, mm. and they've come up through the ranks, like from intermediate, and did very well in Ulster intermediate. That's right. Um, That's I think right. they lost the final by two points or something. So it shows there's a gulf or there's a jump in it. Now maybe, maybe there was a lot of injuries or something. I, I I don't I don't know, but from a team that in the county final watching them and they scored freely you know every one of their i think every one of their starting forwards scored from open play in the county final against Mullahorn they only scored 3 points i believe in the first half they were playing against a gale forced wind and scored 2 points and then with the wind only scored one something like that so right. it it was um a disappointing day for for Crushalaw but look at they're such a young team. I'm sure that, that what it'll do is have a, a massive learning effect on them that they'll they'll come back twice as hungry next year, but hopefully so. Um, moving on to the Hotel Kilmore Senior Championship semi-finals last weekend. Uh, took place in Kingspan Breffney. On Saturday evening, it was Crushlaw against Rammer United. Um, most people fancied Crushlaw for this one. Yeah. I think you... I haven't got my predictions to hand here, but you went for Rammer, though, did you? You said that to me. Um, if I did, fair play to me, but <coughs> to be honest with you, I, I possibly went for Rammer to go against you. I, I remember saying, you asked me, at what price would Rammer be worth back then? And I said, 7-4, right. and they were 7-4, but I backed Crush for that. Um, so, egg on the face for me, but... Overall, you thought Crush Law were going to win the championship. I did. Why haven't they? Um, <laughs> Simple answer is they were betting the semi-final. Yeah, they were betting the semi-final, <laughs> but... Yeah, they they didn't play as well as they played last year. To be honest, um, last year they were really hitting their stride in the knockout stages, and this year, like okay, they played well, very well against Lavi, but didn't play well at all last week. Like, and that that said, like they weren't a million miles off it either. Isn't that the interesting thing? 
Because with 10 minutes to go, they were down by, was it three points or maybe four? And they started to, you know, they, they, they started to ignore point scoring opportunities and go for goals. Well, that was, that was there. I, I took a couple of notes just of a couple of turning points. Like, with 10 minutes to go, they went for, went for goal twice. And there was two absolutely certain points. And I mean, they end up losing by two, I think. So um, there was there was one where, where Patrick Lynch just ran up a blind alley. Yeah. He started off solo and he didn't really know where he was going. Eventually he got robbed by Adam O'Connell. And uh, plus he hurt his knee in the same move, if you remember. And mm. that was a big turning point because a turnover like that just gives the team a massive boost of adrenaline. And, and what it done is, on top of that, was it gave... Rammer the ball, which they were very good at managing at the end of the game. They they held the ball for long periods in those last ten minutes, which meant that Chris Law couldn't get a score. Yeah, they did. the The other turning point was uh, there was a there was a definite point on. I think it was possibly Ryan Gallagher or um, one of the Boylans. I'm not sure. It was one of the subs came in. Yeah, to the left hand side of the goals. Yeah, I think it might have been Brandon Boylan, but he he gave the ball to Lynch. And the, the the point was on. The goal wasn't really on. Now, yeah. You can't blame him for going for trying to, to to get the goal out of it. But it was the wrong call. Now it, I thought it was a foot block by Ben Smith. He came sliding in, looked like a foot block to me. He went out for forty five. Paddy Lynch at that stage, I think he had hurt his knee. Kicked the forty five wide. They got nothing out of it. And I, I remember thinking at that point, you've got a forty five here, and you dearly love to get a point. You had a point a minute ago, and you didn't take it. Yeah. And and uh, I I also thought the referee was very fussy. Thought I, I, I like Noel Mooney as a referee generally, but I thought he was very fussy. I thought he was far too whistling far too much, even in, in general things like where he was trying to get the attention of a player, blow the whistle six or seven times. That just antagonises people. You can't be at that. I thought yeah. I, nobody would have come out of that match wondering who the referee was. I, I, I actually, when, when, you, when you mentioned there about the foot block, I can remember the referee signalling that the distance between the kick and the and the block was was too great for it to be a foot block, but I couldn't picture who the referee was. I have to genuinely say I I didn't think he had a bad game <coughs> personally. I just thought he was a little bit too prominent and a little bit like I think he gave out six cards in the first half. Um, I don't know how many cards he gave out in total, and mm. and I know he's going to say well he's refereeing it by the rule book, but. Um, the best referees, I think, you don't just go by the letter of the law. Cause I don't think it is an exact science. And and mm. and like looking back on it, would you say it was any dirtier match than any other match we saw? I don't think so. I thought it was played. It was a good hard hitting game, but yeah, it wasn't very yeah, yeah. dirt in it. Um, I yeah, I, I, I I'll disagree with you on that. I don't think the referee had a bad game. Yeah, I do think he's a good ref. I'm not saying, but and I, I've done nothing but he prays on him at times in this yeah. podcast. But I have to. Just give yeah, me that's the opinion. That's, that's the beauty of it. Another th- thought I had was Pierre Smith fit? No, there's no, there's no, there's no. That's not even a question. Yeah, Look I, think, at I him. think that was a mistake. And if you think of the goal, Jack Brady, who had a great game for Rammer, but he raced through the centre, burned him, burned him. Pierce just couldn't get near him. Yeah. and Jack <clears> played <throat> the ball to James's brother, and he buried it. And the the, the question there is. So and I don't know if I'm if I'm a hundred percent accurate in my information here, but I've heard rumor that that Pierce hasn't trained since the start of the championship. He's literally been playing games, only games, because of the the injury that he has. So if he's not fit to play or not fit to train, he's not really fit to play, you know. And I think that that's that's something. Now it actually leads back to a bigger question that. Why are so many of the county players injured at the minute? 
but that's that's something that maybe we, we'll do a wee bit of research into. But there's a lot of county players that played through injury during the club championship there that weren't really fit to play, you know. And 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 yeah. I can think of five coming to mind straight away that really shouldn't have been playing, but and and didn't do themselves justice by playing. You know, like you think of Pierre Smith last year coming into the knockout stages, he was playing brilliant football. He was back to, you know, the leadership that he was playing with McRory football for St. Pat's. And compare that to this year, he was a pale shadow of himself. And mm-hmm. that's true injury, I, I can only assume. Yeah. Look, we've, we've talked about Crush a lot there. Like, we have to give massive credit to, to Rammer. Well, I was credit. just going to come on to that. Like, like what, what I think the point I made last week was that what Crushlaw would have to really detail two men in particular, which was Ado Cole and, and Simon Cadden. Um, even though James, like James Brady's playing brilliant stuff, like, and I yeah. think he's he's probably a shoe in for a county call up the way oh, he's yeah, playing. Definitely. But I I really think and I thought that Ado and, and Simon Cadden were the main men, and I think that was proven again. Like Ado was unmarkable. Yeah, there's nobody like him in the county to to play that role that he plays, and and so they have the option of running the ball with the likes of Bradley and Cadden. Particularly yeah. Cadden, like he's playing brilliantly, but they can also let it into Edo and he'd win it. Like he'd win it over his head or, or on his chest. And like they put Conor Rehill on him, county player, and could not handle him. Mm. That matchup Tried didn't McAvoy work. McAvoy as well on him didn't work. Well, we asked the question last week, last week in hindsight, the signs were here. We, we were asking who's going to, who's who in that Crush Law team is going to be fit to mark him. And the worry for Castran is it's hard to see who who's going to mark him in that final as well. Possibly well, McEnroe. Possibly McEnroe, yeah. Physically, he matches up better than anybody. The, the, the worry for Crush a lot on it is if they come up against a, a, a big full forward line at any age or at any team, any stage, have they got physically big enough men in the backs to deal with that threat? Well, they haven't. They at, at the minute, they don't. They definitely no. don't. And like, they, they just couldn't handle them. And no. you, you do he need someone, you need someone tall on Edo because he's, he's a big fella and. He, he's so good winning the ball over his head. Well, the, the, the brilliant thing about Ada was, I think it was two points he got on McAvoy early doors. Whatever he got, the rest of his scores were on on Conor Rehill and his supply to other forwards or, or, or being fouled was, was brilliant. Then McVitie was on him at one stage and that was when he, he laid on the goal for Simon Cadden. And McVitie can be a brilliant man marker when he has to do it. He anticipated when... Cole got that ball with his back to the goals that he's going to turn on to the right foot. And Cole sold just enough of a dummy to make McVitie go for the block onto his right foot, which would have been a hook over his left shoulder. And instead of that, he turned back onto his right side and gave a lovely little deft pass inside. Just a simple hand pass, but Cadden had peeled off, cut inside. Like it was, it was, was Cadden got the goal, wasn't it? That Edo set up. I, th- I think so. I think yeah. it was. I'm not 100% yeah, sure. I, but like, it was a brilliant, brilliant move, and it showed his awareness that he's not just a scorer. He's not just a ball winner. He's an intelligent passer of the ball. Like, I, I, I can't heap enough praise on Adrian Cole. I think he was phenomenal. Yeah. Well, like w- when Rammer won the championship in 2016, he was the main man. Like I know Conor Bradley was brilliant that year, and and he ended up with Player of the Year, I think. But Ado was the main man. Like he scored a brilliant goal in the county final. I think in the, I think it was in the drawn game. Possibly, the, I can't remember which mm. game it was in, but he, he was absolutely brilliant. Yeah, like he's just a wrecking ball in there. Like he's yeah. he, he just ruins the fences. Yeah. And and they've got like we. It's not just a one man show. Like obviously Jack's playing out of his skin. One man I took a note of that definitely has to be mentioned is is Brian O'Connell. That was a brilliant display by him because 
it was vital to stop Lynch. Yeah, it was. Vi- or sorry, no, sorry. It was. It was. It was Adam that was on Lynch. Yeah, I yeah. thought he had a very good game. Yeah, so I didn't think Excellent. Lynch done that well. You know, considering the standards. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. But, but Brian, uh, Brian uh, had a good game as well. He was he was wearing four, but he was playing centre back really. Like he needs to be on that Cavan team. The, the, like he is ready to walk into that Cavan team, in my opinion. Yeah, I don't know yet. I, I don't know I if he's he enough football under his belt just yet. I I still think there's more to come from him. Oh, there is more to come from him, but I I, I think he should be centre back for Cavan with his with his size and his mobility, and it's just a great cut to him. Like and he's a and good he, ball player. He's a good ball player, yeah. but he, but he's. He's mean, like. But he's coming. He, he just, he'd, he'd absolutely go through you for the ball. Is is he? Was that his third game or fourth game? Maybe back after being. Yeah, he was you in know, the states. Like how much? How much more improvement can there be in him? Like there has to be huge, huge room for improvement. And yet he's he's slotted in there brilliantly. But another man that takes huge credit because for me, the one county senior panelist in the senior championship that was standing out every single game was James Smith. And I thought Maguire done a brilliant job on him. Yeah, he caught one ball. Like that's the first game that he was blotted out. Yeah, because he he was unbelievable in the semi or in the quarter final against Slavia. But the Rammer midfield, like like uh, Ka- Lawrence Carfrey has to get a lot of credit. Yeah, he's been doing very well, really really good um, in all the games. And again, he's getting more confident. He's improving as it goes on. The, they're all going well. And one thing about Rammer is they're they're really up for it, mm-hmm. and you can see it in, in Ray Cole's body language. Like Ray, obviously. Is rammer man to the backbone, and he, he's he's new and managing at this level. But he's he's obviously know, knows how to manage groups of people. Like he's a very successful yeah, businessman, yeah. and he has the boys motivated to the last. And I'd, say, I'd say they took the door off the dressing room going out last Sunday. <laughs> There's no need for it. There was just rammer shaped holes in the door. I'd say <laughs> coming out of it. Um, and actually, speaking of Ray Cole, I caught up with him after the game. Trying by Rammer United manager after success in the semi-final here, Ray. You, you must be just delighted. Uh, look, at semi-finals of a winning, Damien, so it's great to get over the line and it's great to beat a good Crystal Law team. We knew it was going to be up for us and it was a good footballing game and look, at it, we came out the right side. Yeah, do, do, the matchups worked exceptionally well for you. you. You nullified a lot of their scoring threats. Yeah, look, at well, I'm looking at Paddy Lynch now since he was a goss and... and it was one man I wanted to keep quiet today was Paddy Lynch and, and, and Adam done a good job on him and that's all he wanted and uh, look, everything else worked out well. It was kind of built, the, the victory was built on, on a solid foundation at the back. Yeah, look, our backs were so tigerish in the tackle and so alert and, and, and do you know, and it was very slippy out there and they were very, do you know what I mean, they never let any slippy balls down or anything, it was, they were brilliant now, they were brilliant. If you're, if you're looking at Rammer in, in the year so far, have, have you just timed the run perfectly because you seem to be getting better as the championship goes on? Yeah, yeah, look, we had a good run in the league and then uh, we had a bad day out against uh, Castellan in, in the league final and we went in a bit of a lull after that but hopefully now we're picked up and going again, you know? Yeah, a word about Adrian Cole at full forward, pretty much unmarkable today. Yeah, look, if you give Adrian proper ball in and, and he's so cute and, and he's playing the game so long in there, you know what I mean, he's very hard mark. Yeah, big, big, strong man. He, yeah. he is it all to offer. You'll, you'll, you'll enjoy the build-up now. Obviously, a Rammer United man right through to the heart. Great to be at the helm going into a county final. Yeah, look, that team deserves to be in the final, and uh, you know that's what we want to be every year. I always said, get to a semi-final. You never know what will happen. You know what I mean? That's the target to get to a semi-final. We've won the semi-final. We're in the final now, and hopefully, we'll get it the whole way. And it doesn't matter who you play. I'm sure. No, it doesn't really matter. It's called me a good team, no matter what happens. So, look, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, another point that, that that has to be mentioned on this, Paul, was that I heard I heard a rumor during the week that, um, or actually after the weekend, after the game, that 
Um, Rammer United weren't that confident going into the game. And then they heard the podcast last week that I backed Crush a lot. And they said, Jesus, well, if Damien's backing Crush a lot, we've got a chance. <laughs> we didn't think we had a chance, but Damien's getting everything wrong. So we must have a chance here. And, and, and it gave them huge belief. So I'm delighted I played my part. <laughs> because if, if I back you, it's the, it's the kiss of death, so it is. Well, I'll tell you the truth. Uh, as I said, I backed Crush a lot from the start to win the championship, 6-1. But obviously, I'm living in Virginia. Um, and I'm delighted for Ramar, absolutely delighted. But I went into the bookies and I, I doubled down on Crush Law on the way to the game. Oh, did you? And there was a Ramar man working in there, and he was like, he was kind of saying to me, everyone around was going to hear about this. <laughs> but uh, then I felt bad. It's like I'm, I'm living in Virginia now and I'm going against my local team. But um, no, it makes for a great buzz. Casran and Ramar, it's, it's, it's a dream final in a way. Like last year, we. I, anyone that was asking me about who's going to win the championship, I was saying it's a two-horse race between Crushalon and Casaran. Yeah, Rammer yeah. have have deservedly taken their place in the final there, and and but Casaran are there. But I would have liked to see Crushalon and Casaran after the epic we got last year. But but this is just as good because well, they, they played two great games exactly in the finals in 2016. Casaran would feel they owe them one. Rammer yeah. would feel they have the edge over them. Yeah, it's a local yeah. derby. Yeah, and 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 on top of that, I I have to say for Rammer. What they've done is actually timed the year perfectly. Now, and people in Rammer may disagree with me, but every single season in the Gaelic football calendar will have a peak, a trough, and if you're going well, another peak. And what they done was they rose the whole way through the league. They had a brilliant league campaign when you look back on it. And then at the end of the league, they started to dip. League final was poor. Their league semi-final wasn't great, especially the second half against Cavan Gales. They could have been caught. And then their start of the championship was quite poor. Mullerhorn could have beaten them, you know, had had there been maybe a little bit. If Mullerhorn were 5% better, they would have beaten them. Killigary beat them. And then they had to turn it round. And from that Crushalaw game in round three, they turned it round and they improved. And they're constantly improving since. Yeah. So they're back on the rise. And I still think that their level of performance in the semi-final isn't their peak. I, I agree. More to come. I agree. Yeah, I would agree with that. Like even on the individual level, um, Connor Bradley has a lot more in him. Yeah, and like, y- and you can and see improvement yeah, game yeah, on oh, game. He's playing well. Like he's not yeah. that he's playing poorly, but 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 he's like, not at twenty sixteen level. No, he's not. And, yeah. and like he generally will play well in a big occasion. Like yeah. so, like Casaran, I've got a lot to be concerned with. That said, I know we'll be previewing the game next week. But that said, I I think Rammer have a lot of have a lot of matchups to get right. Possibly more than than Casaran have. I think Casaran maybe have more ways that they can hurt you as well. But we're going to be talking about it next week. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, moving on to uh, we'll look at well done to 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 Rammer, um, on qualifying for the county final first time in three years. Um, Cavan Gales against Castlerahan Sunday evening Kingspan Breffney nine points to Cavan Gales, eleven one eleven to Castlerahan. Um, I suppose no massive surprise here. No, um, yeah. There was a, there was a Gales man in touch, and he was saying that I was talking absolute dung about the Gales as usual. Uh, I didn't think it was. I thought I thought what I said was proven to be pretty right. Like I thought it was a massive game for the Gales, um, in the sense that that uh, if the Gales were to lose and maybe lose well. You know, you have a wide sample of games there to judge where this Gales team is at now over the last four seasons, we'll say. Um, well, 
where they're at is inconsistent. It's it's constantly inconsistent. If you if you, well, I don't even think. But inconsistent would suggest that that uh, that there's days where they're slaughtering the good teams. But that they're they're not really like. Yeah. Like well, what, what, did the, am I right in saying that they won? To beat Lavi, hammered Lavi. Did they win eight games this year out of out of out of nineteen or something like that? Could be now. I don't have. Well, I think in the I think in the league they won six matches. Um, out of that would have been out of. We'll out bring of t- it up. Thirteen, including the league semi final, and they won six matches and lost four, drew one. So and that was that last four. That was eleven, and the league semi final. So they won six out of twelve, and in the championship, they won. They won three out of six. They won um, three out of six. Yeah, so they won nine yeah. games out of eighteen this year. Like so, like that. That's mm. yeah. We talk but about the Gales a lot, and and it's because the Gales are box office, and and they've set such a high standard for themselves. Yeah, and they, like they set the standard for senior club football in the county for so long. We 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 we'll talk we'll talk about the, the game I suppose and yeah. then, and then we'll come back to yeah, sure. to the overall club thing but I I was making the point and I I geez, I hope nobody takes this the wrong way but when I was looking at the Calvin Gales backline I was saying there's four county seniors on the Calvin Gales backline Barry and Luke Fortune Stephen and Niall Murray and if you were coming out from Sunday evening and saying which back line had four county seniors, you'd say it was Castle Rand. Mm. They didn't really play. Now, maybe, and I, well, sorry, not maybe, I know there's injuries there on, on some of those Gales players. They're playing through them. Again, it's that question, why are county players injured? But that, that, that's got to come back at, at another date. But they, they didn't. They're big players. The ones that they need to lead them weren't fit to do it. And... They were missing one six in the forward line at the yeah. end of the day. Shawnee Johnston is still the best forward, definitely in Calvin Gales and probably on the in the county on his day for scoring. You know, you can't just replace that. And people were talking about such a player will do it, and he's coming and he's going to be a great player. There's none of them are at the standard Shawnee Johnston had been playing before he got injured. I agree. I agree. Like like it's looking likely that he's going to finish the senior championship as top scorer. And like he only played three games or something like that. Did he? Yeah, Two, yeah, maybe yeah. Less. Oh, sorry. Yeah, he played bit part in. He played one full game and came on as a sub or came off in the other t- three in the group. Yeah, it's unfortunate for him because I know that he he. I was told that he was after putting in a hell of an effort. Like yeah. I think he went the Zion getting back onto the Cavan team and he was working really hard and he like his form was was fantastic for the get club. So it was very unlucky to get that injury. Um. But you know, there's, there's got to be question marks with some of the guys. And, and like, how how can you describe this? I said it before. Why why are the Gales not pushing on? I know okay, the big kings. Why are the Gales not pushing on these tight games? Because I think there's doubts there now when a game gets tight. Whereas there used to be doubts in the opposition mind. Casaran now are the team that are confident in their process and how to play. Yeah. And, and there's no doubt there. They don't yeah. panic, and we've we've seen them in a lot of tight games in this championship. Like they were in a very tight game with, say, for example, against Shercock or against Killigarry, or five down at half time. Against Shercock, I think they were three or four down, ten minutes to go. Yeah, that's right. They, they don't panic. They they stick to what what they're doing. There, there was a, there was a moment I took a note of it because I thought this kind of summed it up. There was a mistake in the Castran defence, and I think there was a, there was um, Jimmy Lee. He was out of the goals. Remember that one? And Paul, oh, Paul O'Connor, O'Connor went for it. 
I thought it was like very poor execution. Yeah. Didn't, from didn't a player that, that has the ability to stick that in the net with his eyes closed, you'd imagine. But from that, wrong wrong option taken there. Um, Castron was straight down the field. Ronald Flanagan yeah. fisted it over. That's right. That made it six four. They won the next kick. They won the next kicker. Mackey got a point. That made it seven four. It should have. It should have been five five probably. It oh well sorry. It should have been one four to five. Well, if he had taken the goal, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he could have taken a point. Could have, could have. But the goal was clearly on. But seven seven four in a tight game was, yeah. a, was a fair gap, like you know, and and that was that was crucial. The Gales aren't clinical anymore. They dropped three or four balls short. Yeah, yeah. In the first half. They used to the aura is gone and that's gonna take a while to get back. Their their big players um aren't aren't are two hit and miss now. Mm. Like Paul O'Connor and Martin Dunn who can wreck you on their day. But their yeah. day isn't as isn't as common as it was, like. Yeah, you could you, And they're still in their twenties. Well, like Paul O'Connor's still very young. Yeah, Martin well, like, Dunn would be thirty, wouldn't he? Well he was under twenty one in twenty ten, so he'd be going on to Yeah, yeah he's thirty, 30 yeah, 30, but yeah. like there's still loads of football in them. Loads of football in them. Yeah, it's. Do you know what? I still don't think that they're they're getting their best. You know, I still I think that there's a, on the Gales performance that that I've seen against Castleran. I think that there's the potential for maybe a a fifteen to twenty percent improvement. As in, if you get the injuries cleared up in the Murrays they're going to contribute an awful lot more if Paul Graham gets a full clear run like I think that's only his I thought Paul Graham did, did well though oh, I, I, thought he, I thought he was probably the pick of the midfielders overall but uh, and Evan Fortune actually battled really hard in the middle of the field he won a lot of breaking ball and again they're two players coming back from injury mid-championship they're not getting a run of games so I think there is room for improvement in, in them to an extent but we haven't seen in and you're right since they won the championship 2017, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, 2017. Since they won the championship that year, we haven't seen all of the best Gales players injury-free and playing at their best at any point. No, in, you're, in looking for, you're looking for conditions that rarely happen. Like You know from being involved with teams, how often do you have every player fit and playing their best? That's the dream scenario. Like, yeah. But anyway, look, we're after talking about the Gales a lot, and it just shows the Gales still casts an enormous shadow because of the standard they set. Like, they're the best club team that have emerged in decades, and and you know that era has come to an end now. But but we're still we're still feeling sort of the after shocks of still, it. Did, but did, really, to be fair, we should be concentrating on Casaran here. Yeah, they're in a fifth county final in a row. They're the champions, and as we said at the at the outset of the season, one of two things could happen. They could, they could, they could. Hunger could be, could be Gone. satisfied, and they yeah. could just say, "Right, we've won this championship, and we're going to relax." Am I right or there could be, or there could be a new team again. What, what, what? Maybe it was the Crush Law one that you got, you got wrong. I got right. I don't know, but I think you tipped Calvin Gales in this one, did you? We'll have to check. We'll have I, to check I, back. I, I, I don't. No, maybe we both went Castle on this one. I thought I you got I one might, of the semi final. I think I might have went for a draw. We'll have to check back. On yeah, that. we look, we look back over it, but it, it was. For Castle Rahan, it actually looked like the reverse had happened. You know, that aura, as you you, you mentioned it earlier on, the, the aura, the, the confidence. Castle Rahan never really looked like they were in trouble at any point. Well, first things first, the foundation is the back line. It reminds me of Mayo a couple of years ago when they were at their absolute peak. Like it's, They play a sort of high risk at times, but their, their oh. backs are so good. Hold on. They play high risk at all times. Yeah. Let's not let's make no bones about this. And I I have to give massive credit to Donald Kogan on this one. 
They went from being the most conservative, low-risk team in the county to being the most adventurous, high-risk, entertaining team in the county. They have gone. They've, they've, they've transformed completely. With the same players, they're doing the, the exact opposite. Like, Cavan Gales replicated their, their high press, which in certain situations leaves two additional forwards at the other end of the field unmarked. They don't, they don't mind that. There's times when Paul Smith or, or Endo Connell or Stephen Cooney will just bomb forward. They don't care that there's a man standing on his own behind them because they believe they're going to get a shot away. They're not worried about that. That is brilliant to watch. I, I, yeah. I love that. Yeah. I think their back the, line They're is a team that you have to really admire. Like, like to, do, to uh, come, back through, come back for so many disappointments mm-hmm. and to change your style and go gung-ho the way they've done is, is unbelievable. It says an awful lot about the character of them. But if you look through that defence, like, what a unit. Like they, they, they very rarely get roasted any of them individually. Like yeah. individually, they they win their own battles usually. And like Fer- you've Stephen Cooney, brilliant. Fergal Riley, brilliant. Fergal was brilliant at ah, the weekend. Brilliant. And O'Connell, like coming up, getting three points there against Kiligary, playing out yeah. of his skin. Absolutely uh, a, a mean bastard of a cornerback, and I say that in the best possible <laughs> yeah. sense. Yeah, you'd have him on the team any day of the week. And Paul Smith, my opinion, best of them all. Absolutely, I think he's fant- He's just a fantastic player. Brilliant on the ball, tough, yeah, and can can they, do a man. The hit job. between him and uh, who was the Daniel Graham, like it was Daniel Graham. Oh. Oh, yeah. like and got up and played on the two of them. In fairness, Daniel Graham deserves credit as well. But that was that was you know clash of the titans sort of stuff. It was it was brilliant. But I remember seeing him. He was on the Cavan team at the time the Cavan went out to New York. And if you remember, like there was a couple of very dirty matches played against New York on that trip. That's right. And I re- remember Paul Lukey really standing up yeah. and he got stuck in. Cause I, right. That was the first time I had seen it. I knew he was a skillful ball player, but I didn't know he was as tough as he was. And and that's not to mention Ocean Kiernan. I was just going to say that. How, like, the, the question is, of the five, maybe of the six Castle and backs, I don't know how you can pick the best out of them. Because... The Killigary drawn game in the quarterfinal, Stephen Cooney was just brilliant, absolutely class. The next day out, it was Endo Connell who stepped up, absolutely brilliant. Then you had Paul Smith and Fergal Riley for me in the semi final, both top, top shelf, you know, brilliant. Ushin Kiernan was consistently excellent in all three games that, that I've seen of Castle. And I don't know how you can pick the best. You know, it's like it's like saying, "Well, he's the best of a bad bunch." How do you pick the best of a brilliant bunch? Yeah, they're just I and I I said it. I don't know, was it before the quarterfinal with Killigary that they are the best defensive unit in the county? Oh, they are. Oh, there's, no, there's no doubt about it. Like, And uh, it's interesting you make the point with the Gales having four county men. Um, but there's only one county player, current county player in that, in that Cass Rand defence. And the mm. other funny thing is, Ocean Kieran doesn't play the same way with Cavan as he plays with, with Cass Rand. He, I, I thought this year he's a bit lateral at times with Cavan. Yeah. Uh, whereas with Cass Rand, he just drives forward. He just looks like an absolute beast. Yeah. Physically. Killian yeah. um, McEnroe is coming on as well. Um, now he's going to have a big role because I, ima- I imagine he's going to pick up Edo the next day. He's coming on. Um, like every game. He is coming he's on every better. game. Yeah. Um, in the middle of the field, Ritt, Ritt has been exceptional. What they need to do, like I, I thought if there was one flaw in, in the Castle Ryan defence was that I didn't think Killian McEnroe was the right matchup for Keenan Donahue. Small, jinky, nippy little player but what, what McEnroe done brilliantly was he forced him to win the ball so far out the field that he was never going to score yeah, you know yeah. he was he was winning it out in the 45 and further out 
that 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 was happy days for McEnroe. He done brilliantly in that situation. There was a couple of times when Donahue torn real quick, and you could see the bigger, slower unit. You know, as in to torn wasn't fit to that sharp little jinx. But um, you know, t- take that away from it. That that was probably the only flaw I'd have seen in the Castle Rahan defence. That maybe that matchup wasn't perfect for McEnroe. Yeah, yeah. I, I think Red, as I said. Has he's got over his injury problems there, like, and he's he's playing exceptionally well, really, really good. And I think Cormac Daly as well has come on a lot. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't have been his biggest fan as a player, but I I think he's he's come on a lot, an awful lot. I've been very impressed with him. He's learning. Like the run he made for the Castle Rahan goal was was just exactly what you'd want because even if even if the ball didn't get to to uh, Cormac Daly running on the outside of Mackey, it would have meant that the defender drew close enough to Daly to leave the space for Mackey to shoot. Now, it being Mackey on the ball meant that the defender was never going to go to Cormac Daly and leave Mackey to shoot. Gave it to Daly, the angle was getting tighter, but he had the presence of mind at top speed to play it across the goal. Like, I thought I thought he deserved huge credit for that goal. Cormac Daly, for me, made that goal. Yeah, I agree. And then, if you look at the attack, like, Ronan Flanagan has rolled back the years. There's yeah. people talking about Ronan, Ronan playing county football again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, a he, lot of talk. He's been playing out of his skin. Yeah. And the Flanagan has been playing absolutely out of his skin. He, I think he had a bit of a virus or something and he's just got back to himself in the last few weeks. A lavy game, wasn't it? Yeah, but he's 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 back to himself now and he's fresh and flying fit. Um, Ocean O'Connell, Ocean O'Connell was, was excellent. Yeah. You know, yeah. And like they're doing it without Mackey. Um, yeah, well, now Mackie come on and was very good. I thought again. Did you think so? Yeah, I thought, and I thought I he was more so, direct than, than 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 he had been in in earlier games. I thought I thought Mackie did a couple of good things, uh, and I thought he did a couple of poor things. I, I thought he, he I didn't think he really got to the pace of it myself mm. by his standards. Like, like obviously, if he's fit, he's got to start. Like he's Kieran Mackie, he's a brilliant player, but I I just thought he thought he wasn't at the pace of it. Yeah, I, I, I don't agree. I don't agree. I thought he had a very good game now. I thought, he, you know, there's been there's been criticism rolled at him that he's he's too laterally, slows down, play a lot. I, I didn't see that in him against Calvin Gales. I thought he was he was dictating it. Like, Calvin Gales set up very defensively. There was a lot of numbers back, yeah. and they had to work the ball over and back a lot, Castle Rahan. But what they done brilliantly was and, and, and they do better than any other team in this county if you set up your blanket defence they will shift you left shift you right and then somebody will penetrate it's yeah. guaranteed as soon as there's a gap they'll put it into that gap and they'll get a score from it like, they I, love when you set up defence I think Rammer Rammer um, probably learned from from watching Crushlaw against Shercock in the first round Crushlaw struggled against a mass defence and I'd imagine, I'd imagine Ray Cole. May, I'm not sure, but I'd imagine possibly that's that was played into Rammer's tactics. Rammer were very defensive and then hitting on the break. Um, I don't. I think they're going to have to tweak that against Castleran because of, of all the teams in the county, Castleran are quite comfortable playing against that. Well, if you think about the second half with Cavan Gales, when Cavan Gales started to push out a bit more out towards the middle of the field and, and put pressure on out there, Castleran, while they still eventually found it. It took them a while to adapt and change because they were they were used to getting the ball up to a certain point, working it down one side, bringing it back across, penetrating on the opposite side and get a score. It was it was a simple enough system for them to, to break down because the Gales had big numbers back. But when the Gales started to press out the field, Castle Rahan had to adjust, had to start to deal with one-on-one pressure out in that middle toward, which they, they, they weren't facing in the first half. 
And I thought the Gales got a bit of return from that. Like there was a period in the second half where the Gales had good turnovers That's and stopped right. Castle Rathen from scoring, but didn't get scores on the other end. That's right, yeah, there was. There was. Um another man we should mention is Brian Ennis. I thought he had his best game in the championship the other evening as well. Yeah. He played very well. Coming. Yeah, look, it's it's set up for a great final. We'll be talking about it at length, I'll imagine, next week. Yeah. It's set up for an absolute cracker. And uh, I'm really looking forward to it. Like, it's it's a real, not alone as a local derby, and and obviously the county title is at stake, but there's, there's more than that at stake. If yeah. Rammer win this game, they're going to finish the decade with more championships than Castlerahan. And Castlerahan <laughs> will huge. feel that they've had their best ever team. They've been in five county finals. They'll have been in seven county finals, including replays. And if they don't win it, they've only won title to show for it. Yeah. And if Rammer nipping in, like, like Cas- Balnia have won title as well. Mulhorn have won title this decade. You'd have to imagine Casarahan would feel that they deserve to have more than one title. Rammer would feel that they would love nothing more than to beat their neighbours and finish the decade on a high with a second team and intermediate with under 15 teams winning championships. Rammer would be going into going the new decade flying in all cylinders. So it's a massive, massive game. Yeah, well, like, after the game, I caught up with Key and Mackie um, and here's what he had to say. Joined by Key and Mackie here. After another championship semi-final success, I suppose it's just become a habit at this stage for Castle Rahan. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a, it's a good feeling now getting to another one, but it's a, only for last year was the only one we tasted success. So, look, at, it's a tough job to get to the county final, but to, to go on and win it is, is what we need to do, um, and that, that's going to be the plan over the next two weeks. I suppose looking at Castle Rahan this year so far, there's been there's been maybe a noticeable improvement overall on the panel. There seems to be a lot more confidence within the group that. You you can deal with whatever teams put at you because Calvin Gales put some real, real questions to you there. Ah, look, Calvin Gales, no matter when you get them, they're, they're a top quality side, but when you get them in Brepney Park, they're, they're a completely different animal. And, and to go on and beat them by, by four or five points tonight is, is no mean feat. And uh, look, at, we, we, we took today as serious as, as any other game, and, and in two weeks' time against Rammer, it's going to be just as tough, if not tougher. So look, at, we'll, we'll enjoy the night and uh, we'll, we'll get back to the drawing board come Tuesday night. Is there the fact that it's Rammer, a lot of you would have went to school there, you're neighbouring teams, and to beat you in the county final a few years ago, is that the motivation you really want to get to the top level? Ah, look, to, to win a county final on its own, it, it should be motivation enough, but I'd say just kind of around the parish and stuff like that, it'll add a little bit of bite to it, you know, when you're just right beside each other, and they have the, they have the bragging rights over us from the last county final, and it's always going to be a tough ta- task to beat Rammer, and we're just going to continue on, and, and there'll be banter over the next two weeks, but look, at Sunday week will be it'll be the one that the whole thing comes to. Yeah, it will indeed. Look, looking looking back, obviously, I think this is now is it, would it be five in a row or six in a row county finals? There's a lot of experience in the Castleland team. Yeah, five in a row since the fifth one, and the, the drive for five as the boys were, were, were joking about. Um, look, it, it, to get over the line last year probably takes that wee bit of pressure off us. You know, if it was uh, if we were after losing last year and we were going for a fifth final without without even winning one, you know, it'd be added pressure. I think that's kind of. The, the pep in our step maybe a wee bit more this year is that little bit of uh, pressure is off that we actually have one over the line you know so look it'd be more enjoyment in, in the build up to this one but look at the heads will be down and we'll be doing plenty of work on, on how to beat this good Rammer team Is there also a part of the Castle Rahan journey this year looking back on how Ulster fared out realising that you really could have made an impact on Ulster that you want to maybe get back to unfinished business? Yeah without a doubt like last year we, we went out to play Coleraine and I, it was kind of a, a novelty 
see the plane in the first round of Ulster and come half time we were kind of like we're playing bad and we're in this game you know and and we lifted it and probably everything could go wrong that day with injuries and, and, and sendings off and black cards you know everything went wrong that day for us and we still still got them back to a point with two or three minutes to go you know so look it probably is like the, the first thing is to, to, to get to the county final second one is to, to win it and we, we'll think about Ulster if we can get a chance to get there after that Brady's Arva Limited, main dealers for Volkswagen cars and commercial vehicles, have been serving the needs of the motoring community in Cavan, Longford, Leitrim, Monaghan, Mead and the surrounding counties for over 50 years. A family-owned and family-run business, Brady's are famous for their long association with the GAA. If you're looking for a new or used car or commercial vehicle, check out Brady's Arva Limited. They provide an unrivaled sales and after-sales service and are open six days a week. Brady's Arva Limited. Get on the winning team today. See www.bradysarva.ie for more details. Do you know, like, for anybody who doesn't know where Kiyomaki lives is literally... I think treading the border between what would be Ramor and and Castle Rahan area. Now he 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 maintains it's it's one hundred percent in Castle Rahan, but it's uh, there's nobody is going to feel that 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 presence of the border between the two clubs more than Kia Mackey, and I think it's going to increase the motivation for for both sides, as you said earlier on that coming into this game they they have to win it. Both of them are saying we have to win it because. We need control. We we need to say we're the big club. We're the we're the whoever wins this. What are we saying? Whoever wins this will have won the most in the decade. Would that be right? Kingscourt won one. Mullerhorn won one. Ballinia won one. Well, the decade starts when in twenty ten. Twenty ten was Kingscourt. Yeah. Twenty. Take a note of that. Yeah. <coughs> twenty eleven was the Gales. The Gales. Yeah. Twelve was Mullerhorn. Yeah. Thirteen Ballinia. Yeah. Fourteen Gales. Yeah. Fifteen Kingscourt. Yeah. Sixteen Rammer. Yeah. Seventeen Gales. Yeah. Eighteen Casaran. Yeah. So Gales of three. So Gales no, of three. Nobody's gonna <laughs> nobody's gonna stop the Gales. The Gales have been the most dominant team in this decade. Amazing, so. amazing. <laughs> Just goes to show like <laughs> and this this is a decade where the Gales have been have been uh, in transition uh, yeah. Probably coming from the the end of a great team and bring it through Different players like the win three championships just goes to show the standard they've set. Yeah, well, look at the the twenty tens are going to be remembered as 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 the Gales were were the, the best team in Cavan over the ten years, and yet it actually comes as a shock when I see it written down. You know, which is a surprise. You know that 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 it is. So how many teams have won championships? Six, six. six. Yeah. Now, has there ever been an era in Cavan football so where six teams won? Championships in in well, a ten year. Well, off the top of my head, uh, in certainly in the noughties, no, it was basically the Gales and Mullerhorn, and that was it. In the nineties, was it? it? Anyone else? Garner won it. Garner did one one. Did they win one in the noughties? Yeah, they did the one the one in two thousand and two thousand and two. I think. Yeah. In the nineties, Garner Mullerhorn won one. Kingscourt maybe. Kingscourt won in ninety three. Oh, Billyborough. Failure were 95, so that was reasonably open. Yeah, that was four. And Ram were 92. Ram were 92, that's five teams, yeah. Just maybe the 90s were. Five. The 80s, like Kingscourt, Gowna, Lara won three, um, and Ram won one. So four, yeah. So the 70s was very open, as far as I remember. Like Crush Law would have won the first two, uh, Anna won it in 73. 
Um, St Mary's won one, the Gales won two. Uh, so possibly the seventies was the last era that was as right. open as the one we just had. Yeah, yeah. It's it, it, it it's interesting. Castle Rahan can they get up to King's Court's level or Rammer? The winner the winner will will join King's Court as second. Um, in in the in the overall stakes, the 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 very interesting thing for for um, Castle Rahan is that they've they've definitely showed that hunger isn't going to be an issue. You know that they've they've come out as I said, people were saying their bellies would be full. There's no there's no question of that because they're they're still doing what they've always done, as in prepare diligently for the championship. Yeah, well, it, it, that's what I was saying earlier. Like, it, it could it could have had that effect, or the other effect it could have had was that they would have been as hungry as ever, but they wouldn't have all that pressure on them. Mm-hmm. Like pressure, the pressure that was on them was increasing every year. They got to a final, didn't win it, and that that has been lifted. Yeah. So they've got their medal. If they never win a championship again, they've still succeeded as footballers now because their goal was to win the championship. But they'll they'll want to add to it now, obviously, and that's what we touched on there. Mm. Like they, it's it's about their legacy now. But uh, I look at set up to be an absolute cracker. It is, and we'll we'll preview it fully next week. We'll have interviews from both camps, uh, Castleran and Rammer. Um, we'll be catching up with them over the weekend. Just to bring your attention to the uh, Patreon service there over on patreon.com forward slash we are Cavan. We have the Junior Championship Review podcast up already and we'll be looking ahead to this weekend's Hotel Kilmore Intermediate Championship final between Lara and um, Lara and Biltor but we have reaction or sorry preview um, interviews with the captain's chairman and management from both teams so head on over to patreon.com forward slash we are Cavan to get those additional podcasts um, thanks a million for or we'll also have our talking points over on patreon.com forward slash we are Cavan thanks for joining us on the McAvoy's Super Value GA podcast again as always get in contact with us on social media Facebook Twitter or our new favourite Instagram if you want us to talk about anything on the podcast service yes it was great yes it was great yes it was great stuff and Larry has put it over the bar. It was hard, fast football after that. You're in Kevin, Was there a feeling that that might have been a chance for Kevin to get come back into the big time? And then McCabe, and it's over the lap. And Kevin are not buried yet. Kevin doing all they could to hold their lead. To Derek McDonald, what a goal! Oh, yes! And over the bar, Vincent Cahill. What a day he is having. Oh, this is brilliant by Kevin. Sandy-legged farmers walking the roads near Virginia. Hurrah, yeah, hurrah, yeah.